0: Hey there, thanks for tuning in. So excited to bring you Superstar PR season six. I promise this season is just a thank you to everyone who's been listening and I'm bringing you some really interesting folks. Please rate, subscribe, stick around, and thanks for listening. Welcome to Superstar PR, let's get into it. You're doing some cool stuff, Renee, and. Renee is my guest today because she represents things that I'm
1: very much aligned with. So, Renee, what is your fashion label called? Um, I am Renee Cafaro and I have Renee Cafaro Atelier, um, which also has so that's my couture uh, side of things, but I ready to wear is under RCA Public Label. You can find us at RCA Public Label on all of our social handles are, are that. So um, I try to explain to folks instead sort of like, you know, Armani, Armani jeans, you know. <laughs> so R- Rene Caparo Atelier is the the umbrella company, but public label is what um, we're best known for as our ready-to-wear for plus sizes.
0: I think your clothes are beautiful, and I want to ask you, how did your love for fashion begin?
1: <laughs> I don't know. Um, so I wanted to be a designer probably since I was about, uh, you know, eight or nine years old, probably seriously. I think I'd been... Um, sketching out clothing, um, since I was able to finger paint. Um, but it was actually through, um, you know, my, my mom's love of, of, um, uh, classic movies and one in particular being funny face, uh, with Audrey Hepburn that I became really obsessed with, because um, it's all about fashion, sort of inspired a bit by, um, Elsa, Elsa Schiaparelli and her invention of shocking, the color, shocking pink. And um, all of the costuming for that was done by Givenchy, which, I mean, Audrey Hepburn's known for sort of being the muse of Givenchy. And it was set in Paris and all these really glamorous things. And that's really what I think first enamored me with this, was, you know, um, that movie in particular, but also, um, you know, classic silver screen broads that I absolutely love, like Lauren Bacall and, and uh, Catherine Hepburn, you know, Philadelphia stories, another thing that really inspired me. So. Um, you know, I saw this as a way of women really expressing themselves and being strong and powerful, especially in the case of something like Catherine Hepburn. Um, she's definitely more badass. (laughs) No offense to the other Hepburn, who's also badass in her own right, too. But, um, I just love that kind of what it meant to be like the swagger of a pantsuit versus the feminine Neva dress. And so I got really enamored with it and started sketching and was always a kind of creative person since I was a child. Um, but then was sort of um, taken off course at a young age too. You know, when you say
0: taken off course, sometimes I think there are little detours and little detours are natural. Um, Let me ask you now, in terms of what you represent, I see it's body positivity, but what does that mean for you now with your clothing
1: and your designs? You know, I I think that body positivity gets thrown around quite too often now and it's taken on a very... um, interesting and occasionally toxic um uh turn which i don't want to see um so i think that i like to keep things natural to the way i uh, authentically the way i think so um to me it's body neutrality more than body positivity really? um, right now we see this sort of toxic positivity out there all the time where you know even women who aren't particularly plus size or are just you know Average women, and I think every woman of every size needs to embrace their body. But uh, a movement that was sort of created for plus size bodies have been kind of co opted by not plus size bodies in the influencer sphere. And we are taught that we need to slay all day and feel fabulous every single day. And even myself, as someone who's been a, kind of a leader in this um, space for the past 10 years, I feel like a fraud <laughs> looking at these things because, you know, I'm human. We're all human. And you look at this and you're like, I don't feel fabulous all day, every day, but that's um irrational to and to try to strive for. So I like to strive for something um it's called body neutrality, where you're just okay with wherever you are in your process. Um, uh, we're all healing from something. And I think more than anything, body positivity or even body neutrality to me means freedom. You know, freedom from diet culture is the thing that I want to strive for the most. Um, because you know, I like to call it the weight loss industrial complex. Um, it, uh, you know, they make billions of dollars on the backs of our self hatred. It's not profitable if we loved ourselves the way we are. We're not gonna be coming back again and again for these um pills that you know uh are get skinny quick schemes. Um I know this firsthand from my own personal um struggle with with diet pills, my most of my adolescence and yo-yo dieting and I've caused lasting health problems, um, both mentally and physically because of it. So I think that most importantly, it's less about, you know, showing off my tiger stripes, you know, uh, as they call stretch marks now on the internet. Um, and more about your personal journey of freedom from what, the weight loss industrial complex and mainstream media has imposed upon women as their value based on their appearance. Oh, these are very good points. The freedom from a diet. I love
0: it. Uh, Now, let me ask you, I like the sweater you're wearing. I noticed it has some sparkle. I don't think that's my Zoom filter. I like it. No, I always wear sparkle. (laughs) Me too. I love sparkle. You can't see that she's sparkling, but I can see that. I like it a lot. Let me ask you, Tell us about RCA Public Label. What are some of the pieces you're best selling and you're known for?
1: So, um, like I said, RCA Public Label is our, you know, um, more affordable, ready-to-wear, uh, luxury and ethical um brand. And we are best known for our patented built-in broad dress that is now called the Game Changer. It was not originally called the Game Changer, but when it came out, um, enough. Press and influencers who uh, posted it and tried it on um, independently called it a game changer. So now uh, everything that has our patented built-in bra technology is called game changer. I wanted it to pack flat, moisture wick, support a a bus that was over a triple D. I'm a 42G. I can't find strapless bras. I think most women hate strapless bras, but um, they don't work. They're uncomfortable and they're impossible to pop. And so when I travel so much, I wanted to create this sort of perfect travel dress. I was mad that everyone else can pack light and I can't. <laughs> and that I could never get a nice um, V-back, kind of semi-backless, skimpy look um, because of the bras I had to wear underneath it. So it took a lot of time. I actually uh, I was working in the governor's office. And I had a whole other career in politics before all this. Uh, I was working for the governor of New York and went on a vacation with a co-worker in 2009 and um, super hot summer in Europe. And I was just very mad that I couldn't, you know, pack light. And um, we were doing all sorts of things that day. And I, I wish I had something that could go from day to night. And it hit. that could take me through uh, tourist activities to... Um, you know, if I'm touring a church or something like that, sometimes I can make the the hemline longer, um, so it's more appropriate for certain uh, activities. And when going to take me to dinner uh, instead of having to change three times a day like I was doing. <laughs> and I just got to thinking, and I I think of myself less of a designer and more of an inventor. I like to solve problems. Uh, everywhere in my life, you know, if I see a problem, if someone tells you a problem, I'm the annoying person that sort of like ruminates on it and gives you all kinds of solutions you probably didn't ask for. <laughs> and so I sketched out this idea on a hotel uh, notepad in 2009 and didn't actually have the time, guts, or opportunity to to do it until quarantine. Wow. Okay. Sam, <laughs> I, wait, he actually developed the game changer in quarantine on Zoom, <laughs> mailing um, things back and forth to myself and a pattern maker in New York even though we're in the same city because we're all stuck inside and i would just mail things back and forth um and i i was cutting up my own bras and sewing kind of these frankenstein dresses together and saying it to a pattern maker to create what now is game changer
0: i love it i even love that it's called game changer i say that all the time so i mean like i think this whole story is so cool I think I'm meeting you right before the whole globe
1: knows about you. So I'm like kind of excited. Like- I hope so. I, I really do feel like the game changer is sort of my spank. You know, it's like yes, uh, yes. I'm like, yes. like getting the patents and I'm working on getting more, you know, um design patents actually in Canada too now. So it's a bit of process, but um that by far and away has been what um rca public label has become known for Um, but in general the idea of solving problems with fit and functionality for plus size women is what i do and um so some of my my other best-selling things like they look like your average um staples but for me i wanted to give women for the first time you know give plus size women well-made staples that are wardrobe workhorses that you invest in um that are luxurious made i spend most of my time feeling zippers and fabrics and making sure that it feels expensive and and wonderful on your body because we deserve that at any size and have that sort of couture feel but also something that's sort of ethically made um now this is the hill i'm willing to die on and our company just might hopefully we won't but um i am determined to prove you can be profitable by profitable while doing the right thing so far it's been slow but everything is made designed sourced all locally in the garma district of new york city because i wanted to bolster the brick and mortar um wholesalers for fabrics and the small businesses who are small manufacturers here in new york um, that have been dwindling um for years um, and have been brought to their knees by everyone trying to rezone them and push them out of the city for luxury condos Uh, And the pandemic. And it's like, you know, this is a city that I love and and the city I'll be in for the foreseeable future. And this is my my home now. And I I wanted to do my small part in trying to save the garment district, which was one of my big issues when I was working in government. So kind of a full circle moment for me. But 90% of our sticker price is human cost of really amazing artisans getting fair wage in New York City.
0: That's all of it. I love all of it. And I mean, I should tell you that like where have you been all my life i mean i often (laughs) thank you (laughs) i i close a lot of my clients i direct them to fashion and i think everybody is gorgeous with the right clothes on right everybody just put things that make people feel good and they feel amazing and then they do amazing and i do believe fashion is important and i have to ask you renee like where do you primarily sell these dresses and i'm in canada can a
1: canadian plus size woman buy one of your dresses Absolutely. Um, so rcapubliclabel.com um is our online site. So you can um buy things from there. We stock mostly the game changer because it's our uh bestseller, but as a small business, I sort of recently changed um to model some of the other more successful small businesses and doing a made-to-order model um for some of my more expensive pieces. Um like their motorcycle jackets and trench coats, gowns, those types of those items. Um, so we are in you know, doing pre orders and made orders, it takes a couple of weeks for them to turn around. And the great thing is, we don't have to really worry about a lot of supply chain and and issues messing around with uh, manufacturers because my manufacturers next door. Uh, <laughs> so, um, you know, we can get things turned around pretty quickly. Uh, but they can contact us by a DM. Uh, we take a lot of custom orders, um, too. I love making people's dreams come true. I, I keep saying I want to be the designer for all the people that felt left out by the fashion industry. So um, if you have a challenge, um, we're happy to hear you out too. So we have the ready to wear available on the site. And then um, our our DMs on Instagram are always open. And you can talk to us about anything else you have in mind. And I could see what I can do to help. I love it. And I even love that you made a motorcycle jacket because I've had the same one for 20 years. It's a staple, man. <laughs> oh, so so the thing about the motorcycle jacket actually is that, you know, back to my issue of like fixing problems and functionalities that again, yeah, this looks like a plain motorcycle jacket, but I love them. I'm such a rock chick. And I always had to find like guys motorcycle jackets. They never looked right because I'm also short. So it's like and if that mom's actually closed, they were like way too big for me everywhere else um so i wanted some that still had the same essence of a of a badass motorcycle jacket but actually showcased curves and so mine looks like a regular one from the front and we're gonna do some show and tell okay. um but it's actually cropped in the back so then it doesn't get stuck on your hips you can still see the booty still see your waist um i have uh actually a design patent application in right now and I'm not sure what will happen with it for something we call the epaulette locks so our epaulettes we actually turn them around usually they button like by the neck and now have them fastened at the tip of the shoulder with a twist lock so you can actually lock your bag onto your jacket so this is kind of made for you going to concerts because like (laughs) like I said I always wanted a leather jacket I'm always at concerts I'm always like holding my little purse like on my shoulder um so this is supposed to be sort of a a feminine, curvy, sexy take on the basic standard motorcycle jacket plus a lot of different functionality to it. Oh, yeah, I forgot the other thing that I do is that we have these extended zipper tabs. They're about the length of your thumb. And the point of those are, so I don't have to do one of these to squish my boobs down and find the zipper. (laughs) Because I can't see zippers over my 42Gs. So I created a zipper that's long enough that I could actually find it. Um, And then, you know, easily sips up. So here's a new crop. My God, I love it. It's
0: It falls at the right length right before the booty. Well done, Renee.
1: <laughs> so, so the crop and then thing it does sip over the boobs. People think it won't, but it does. Um, We have a make it mine moto service now where you can take the classic motorcycle jacket pattern that we have and tell me what you want to make it out of. I work with you on budgets we have like a baseline of about 550 dollars to start the process um but we can make it out of cloth brocade sequins leathers fake leathers whatever you want um to sort of create your own uh and our standard sizes are us 16 to 32. um but like i said i want to be the brand for those who feel a little left out so if you're above a size 32 come on down um if you're below a size 16 Um, we can accommodate some of those too. Um, just that I wanted to focus more on the people who are less served. Um, so ideally I'd love to be like universal standard and they can have double zero to 40 plus, but, um, I have to start somewhere. So I wanted to focus on, you know, out of the 68% of women who are plus size, um, I think over 20% of them are over size 24 and they have not that. I mean, oh. even places that say they have a 3X or a 4X, really, they fit like a 1X. <laughs> um, so effectively, it's useless, even with these some size ex- expansions, you're seeing a lot of brands these days. Um, they're not grading properly. They're not taking the time to actually fit on real bodies or understand how plus-size bodies work. Um, <laughs> so we're constantly disappointed uh, with fit. And I understand that as a plus-size consumer my whole life, too. So... I get that i have to court my consumer and that they're all a little wary about my claims on fit and functionality but um that's what i've been doing a lot now so thank you so much for letting me talk off about what we do because getting the message out about my passion for um fit functionality and fashionability for all sizes um is where i, I hope to get more more sales and more customers and more more loyal people in the RCA Public Label family. Well, I mean, you showed
0: me one of the most perfect dresses that I would actually travel with, with a built-in bra that doesn't cause pain. Um, So I got to tell you, you're doing something right because you made a cool biker jacket. So Renee, my last question for you is, if you could have a dream influencer wearing your clothes, who would it be?
1: Oh, I mean, I think the answer for probably anyone in plus size is going to be like, you want I would love to do stage wear for Lizzo. Um, cause I love really over the top stuff. And she seems to be the only person that has that's to wear over the top stuff. I think for influencers, um, I just would, I don't think I have a dream influencer. I'd rather the influencers that want to wear my stuff, uh, and not that they were told to wear my stuff. <laughs> but, so that's who I want to wear my stuff, but the people who truly, really want to wear it and are excited about it. Um, And I guess I have to also put out a shout out to a friend of mine who is amazing Canadian, who is also on the social, uh, plus model Lauren Chan. Um, Love her, love her, love her. And her style, she had her own brand too. um, And I emulate them quite a bit. Um, She just sold and she loves pantsuits and stuff. And I'm finally doing tuxedos and pantsuits because I've always hated trousers. They never looked right on me and I figured out a way to hack those too so that They're not too tight in the front and they still pop the booty in the back. So now that I'm doing pantsuits, I'd love to put Lauren in one of my (laughs)
0: pantsuits. If you want to send me her (laughs) handle, I'm going to say, hey, Lauren, we chatted about you in our podcast. Take a listen. And (laughs) I think you're killing it. If I come to New York City and I want to come and visit you,
1: can I? Absolutely. Um, Yeah, we're we're in the office most days. Uh, It's a very small organization of myself. And my assistant and a little band of freelancers all over 38th Street. So we're here in the heart of the garment district. Um, you know, people can set up a appointment with us via our Instagram or by emailing contact at reneecafaroatelier.com or info at reneecafaro.com, Whichever one is easier. We all kind of go the same place. That sounds brilliant. Renee. You're doing good work, darling, and
0: I'm so impressed. You're going to get a round of applause from me because it was really nice meeting you. And I do feel like I found you first, but the world's going to know you one day. I think you're with Spanx. You're right there. You're doing what the world needs. So I wish you all the best. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. (laughs) I hope you enjoyed this episode of Superstar PR. Please remember, if you like what you heard, share it with your friends. Don't forget to rate and review the show. This is a labor of love. We'll see you next week for our newest episode.